Censored. We got new music Fridays. Rumors. Oh boy, man. There's a nasty, filthy, dirty, stinking rumor out there about Andrew Wiggins. And to be honest with you, I don't know what to believe. Now, there's this ugly rumor out there that Andrew Wiggins' wife, Michael Johnson, cheated on him. And one of his children may not be his. Now, what I'm leaning towards is, I don't think this story is true. I feel like this is an internet hoax of, as far as I'm concerned, people just want to be fucking nosy. Because first of all, there are no major publications reporting this story. It's all internet talk from what I've researched. Because, you know, I looked on Twitter. People are talking about it. But there are no major news publications reporting this. The family clearly wants the issue, whatever it is, to be private. All I know is I've seen Wiggins' kids. The oldest one definitely looks like him. The second one looked more like the mother. You know, there are coincidences that are interesting, though. Uh, The person, you know, Andrew Wiggins' wife, his sister was the woman that got beat up by Miles Bridges. I know that has nothing to do with nothing, but that was just a very interesting coincidence that I wanted to point out. Um, His wife came out to dispel all the rumors, of course. So she responded to uh, the rumors about her cheating on Andrew Wiggins. She says the internet 
is a sick place. She said, literally the farthest thing from the truth. It's sad y'all even doing this. Kept it short and sweet. Now, do I believe the wife? 80% of me believes the wife. The other 20% is this. It's like, if there was a rumor like that on me, even if I would deny, 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 even if I was guilty, Even if I was like dead ass guilty, I would deny, 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 deny. Even if I get caught later, I'm denying this shit, hands down. Of course, nobody wants to be known as a person that cheated on a rich man with his best friend. That's the rumor that's circulating out there. And I don't believe the rumor, to be honest, because the Wiggins family has not come out and said why Andrew Wiggins is missing all this time. It's just, I feel like it's just a bunch of nosy ass motherfuckers. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, Andrew Wiggins probably one of the five nicest guys in basketball who doesn't have a criminal record. His only controversy being that he didn't want to initially take the jab, which he ended up taking anyway. That's the and, and, and the fact that maybe Wiggins could have had a better NBA career. That's the only thing that's really stood out about Andrew Wiggins. Most of the time, you know, he's quiet, he's humble, and he's furthermore an NBA champion. With a family. We know it's a family related issue. But I don't think it's quite that. We don't know. No one has said anything. But speaking of that. Um, Wiggins may not return this season. It's a, He might not return for the playoffs. He might be gone longer than expected. Yeah, man, but my prayers go out to Andrew Wiggins and his family because this shit here is ridiculous. And I do not believe that the wife cheated, even though there's always that 20% chance that it could come out later, but I highly doubt that Wiggins' wife is out here doing this shit because there has been no photos, no confirmation, no nothing. There isn't really any evidence outside of gossip and rumor talk. However, if this is true, you know, this lady is horrible evil human being but anyway speaking of not being not being close to returning lebron james according to fat boy aka the blob aka the white sherman clump brian windhorse 
LeBron James is not close to returning. He says that LeBron is not close to returning from what I, I'm told. I know everybody said three weeks, but I think it was very clear that the three weeks is when he will get a, an official reevaluation. So that might, I'm going to just say this now. Declare LeBron James out for the season at this point. He might be out for the season. I mean, he's been dealing with foot problems the last couple of years. That foot has been giving him issues and trouble for quite a while. I mean, of course, now he's not walking in the boot. A lot of people suspect him of faking the injury because the Lakers were shit dead in the water. And, you know, some people said that, you know, you know, he started to like inch towards a return once the Lakers got back on the good foot. But they've been up and down since he's been gone. I mean, I think the Lakers are still above 500 since he, since the uh I think I heard a pop thing. But that's unfortunate news for the Los Angeles Lakers because you know that's 28 8 and 8 gone. And then now the Lakers are like on the ropes for the uh play in even. I mean currently they are ninth. No, they failed it. Actually, they failed a 10th. They're actually 10th now. And the Utah Jazz with a win tonight could knock them all the way down to the 11th spot. And the Lakers schedule is not sweet. Shit's not sweet over there in Lakerland. Now tomorrow they get a break. And they play the Orlando Magic. But however, look at what's coming. You got Phoenix. That's an L. You got the Thunder, who's hungry. I wouldn't be surprised if that was an L. Especially with Shea Gilgis-Alexander back. And then, you know, they've played the Lakers pretty tough this season. Chicago Bulls, they play them back-to-back games. Very interesting to see, like, I call, I'm going to say they split with the Bulls. They play the Timberwolves, but with no Anthony Edwards, they get a break there. They get the Rockets, you know, they get a break there. But then again, I don't know. The Rockets have been, you know, have been playing a lot better lately, and they beat the the Lakers uh, recently. So I'm not even going to count the Rockets out of that game. But I'm going to probably give the Lakers the win, of course. They play Utah twice. Mm, I'm going to call that a split. They play the Clippers. That's an L. They play the Suns. That's an L. So it's not looking too good for them. You know, by uh, the uh, by my thoughts here. Okay, let me count the wins. One, what I think are going to be wins for the Lakers. One, two, 
three, four, five, five wins. And it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games left. So I have them going five and six in their next eleven games. And the West is kind of tight towards that play-in section because if you lose four or five games, you could be out of the playoffs. Just like that. Gotta think about it. It's gonna be ugly, man. It's gonna be an ugly finish to the season for the Los Angeles Lakers. And last night, man, that was a hell of a game. The the uh, Lakers played the Mavericks last night, and things got really ugly because Kyrie Irving decided to show his face and actually play this game. And Kyrie ended up putting on a show, putting up 38.6 rebounds and six assists. Shot 14 of 23, 5 of 9 from 3. I mean, Kyrie basically put the Mavericks on his back and led them to a very, very important win for the Mavericks. You know, with that win, the Mavericks are sixth in the West now. And tied with the Warriors owning the tiebreaker. So it's very interesting to see, like, where the race is going to go here. But last night's game had a lot of complications here. It was very close throughout. And during the last stretch of the game, Anthony Davis missed a key free throw. A lot of people would call it a choke. I would call it that. (laughs) AD choked at the line. D'Angelo Russell was fucking horrible last night. He was awful. He played his worst game as a Laker. Despite him having 11 assists, you know, he shot 5 of 17 and did not register a three-pointer shooting 0 of 6 from 3. And then, despite getting six niggas in double figures, it didn't necessarily matter because Anthony Davis fucking off that free throw literally cost the Lakers the game. As Kyrie Irving, they inbounded the pass to Kyrie. Kyrie dribbled into the corner and found a wide open Maxi Kleber for game. And Kleber ended up being the hero. And pretty much possibly could have saved the Mavericks from being in the play-in. Maybe. If they keep their shit together. But that was a big win for them. And that's a very unfortunate loss for the Los Angeles Lakers because they could have, you know, had a higher seed. Now they got a tough schedule ahead. 
and they and these these they have to pull off some very interesting wins here. If they're going to make any noise in the West. All right. Next up. Will Michael Bridges in Brooklyn become an NBA all-star? Because we, well, because uh, ever since the uh, trade of Kevin Durant to the uh Phoenix Suns, Michael Bridges has had a hell of a season in Brooklyn. According to basketballreference.com, ever since Michael Bridges has been in Brooklyn, or Macau Bridges, Michael Bridges, whatever the fuck, right? Bridges has averaged... 26 points per game, five rebounds and three assists, a steal, and almost a block per game since coming to the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, me personally, if... The Nets contend next year. I truly think that Bridges would be an all-star. An all-star reserve, but definitely has all-star potential because he plays both sides of the ball very well. This is another this this is a guy that can be a two-way player in today's NBA where there's barely 15 two-way players. I don't even know if it's 10. But I truly think that Bridges definitely has all-star potential. Steph Curry dropped a 50 ball, yo. Against the L.A. Clippers. Unfortunately, it was in a loss. But Curry does not age. Steph Curry does not slow down, ladies and gentlemen. I just had to point that out because he got the 50 points on 20 of 28 shooting. 8 of 14 from 3. That was a hell of a performance. It's just too bad that his other teammates couldn't contribute enough to seal the victory for the Warriors. You know, the Warriors are going down a very important step trying to avoid the play-in. Now, as we all know, the Warriors are piss poor on the road. And it continues to get worse for them. I mean, Jesus Christ. The Warriors are an abysmal 7-28 and 28 on the road. 
That shit blows my mind. I checked out a couple of albums over the weekend. Um, That's why I called it New Music Fridays, of course. Oh, so ESTG released a new project called Mad, and I'm going to review that for you right now. Um, ESTG has established himself as one of the uh, more interesting younger rappers. You know, I compared him recently to Spice One due to the fact of uh, the uh, level of content that he puts out. It's usually dark, it's usually gangster rap, hardcore, and unapologetically raw. And Mad does, and Mad falls definitely into that this that category. So let's get it on. Pray you die in surgery, man. I honestly expected a more disrespectful and harder song than this. This is more like a kind of like a a sad song, so to speak. A very dark start to Mad. Um, Ball Like Me Too, this is one of my favorites. I definitely like Ball Like Me Too. I think it's definitely got single potential. It's very catchy. Very dope song. Um, The one and only, I like this one as well. I would definitely choose that as a single. Dope-ass beat. I don't know. It sounds like Hit Kid made that beat. Blow Up. Um, The hook is very catchy. I like uh, the, the hook on Blow Up. The verses, eh, not quite there for me. But Blow Up is okay. Slam Dunk with Young Scooter. Just another track that's okay. Not too, not too sold on Slam Dunk like that. Stay focused. Was, it, it's cool. I like that song. Drop Top. The album could have done without that one. That was a track that wasn't necessarily needed. 25-minute freestyle. Oh, boy. It sounded like ESTG had one too many Percocets. Or had way too much to drink. Not a big fan of that. I mean, 25-minute freestyle was okay. You know, the words, the words were there for me. The bars were there for me. The voice wasn't there, but I don't really give a fuck about voices and shit like that. A lot of y'all niggas give a fuck about voices too much and don't want to pay attention to the bars. 
Y'all on Kendrick Lamar about his voice. Y'all on Eminem when he raps a certain way. I don't give a fuck about voices like that. You know, I clown Nipsey for his voice when he was alive. But I listened to what the fuck he was saying. I didn't dismiss him because of his voice. But 25 minute freestyle is is cool. It's okay. Now my favorite song on here, Hot Boys with Boosie. Boosie had a hard verse. His verse was cold-blooded. Definitely one of the best collabs of 2023. I'm I'm willing to reach out and say that. This reminds me of the track on ESTG's album called Scarface. That's what it reminds me of, man. Hot Boys is fire. Definitely the best song on here, hands down. Us, that was cool. If I stop now, I'm not going to lie to you. This sounds like too much like Lil Dirk to me. This song has a little Dirk undertone. I wasn't necessarily like the biggest fan of If I Stop Now. Lie to Me Some More is another track that, you know, he jumps on the auto-tune and sounds like Lil Dirk. It's another Dirk imitation track to me. Like, you're not Dirk. You're ESTG. Undefeated is fire. Undefeated is definitely one of my favorites. It's it's dope as fuck. I like the beat, the sample. ESTGs did pretty pretty good with that. Kata song featuring Kata, pretty good closer. Not complaining about that. All in all, ESTG Mad is pretty much what you expect out of an ESTG project. Hardcore rhymes, aggressive shit talking. Straight up disrespectful, dope production, but what this project was missing was versatility, number one. It doesn't hurt to have a girl song, just don't have five or six of them. It doesn't hurt to have more club bangers. You know, gangsters have fun too. Like even Spice One had um even Spice One had um strap on the side and stick it to the G code. And peace to my nine. You know?
And then I feel like, you know, ESTG got to widen his vocabulary a little bit. He need to get up, get on the mic and, 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 and wrap his ass off. You know, because I feel like ESTG is capable of putting out a classic album. But I just don't think that he will. Next up and last on the list, uh, Blast put out a four-track EP. At first, I wasn't going to indulge and listen to it, but I changed my mind. Uh, the uh, the uh, EP is called Just for Clarity 2. We're going to go through four of these songs, and then I'm going to get the fuck up out of here. So, Ghetto Cinderella featuring Mustard and Terrace Martin. Um, Mustard and Terrace Martin are producers, so <laughs> I guess they just want their credit like that on that on the records and, st- and such. Um, Ghetto Cinderella is fire. Passionate with Roddy Rich. I didn't care for this shit too much. I mean, it's just a blast sounding song. You know, if you you type in blast type beat, you know. He kind of blast kind of goes for the same sound every record. No disrespect to him, but passionate, it's mid. Call my bluff. I like that. I fuck with that record. It's pretty cool. Keep calling with Larry June. I was bored. I like the beat though, but it's just like every Larry June record is like the same old shit. Dope ass beat. And Larry June talks about absolutely nothing. Yeah, I was definitely bored. I was ready to get a blanket and a pillow with Keep Calling. But all in all, just for clarity, too, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like he could have just dropped a a project, in my opinion. He could have just dropped a project. I think he could have had like maybe seven or eight records. I don't think four is enough. And it's very little room for margin of error, especially when the songs are not all that. I mean, I feel like Blast is capable of more. And I feel like Blast has a sound and a style that is impeccable and is pleasing to the ears, but I think he needs to do a lot better and he can do better than just for clarity too. All right. That is my show. I appreciate y'all for fucking with me on this Saturday night. And possibly when you hear this on Sunday morning, this is King Don't Uncensored, New Music Friday, Rumors, I'm gone.